Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode. I was actually thinking about what I wanted to do this week for this week's episode. And I recently posted a TikTok about how a hundred thousand dollars is actually not a lot of money nowadays, given the house prices. A hundred thousand dollars is very, very much a minimal amount, actually. As an early stepping stone, it is a great goal to have, but as a lifelong goal, that my friend is a very, very low goal, and we need to set our goals much, much higher. So, when I looked at that post doing fairly well compared to my other posts, I realized two things. One is that people were completely disagreeing with me, or number two, they were interested in the realm of making more money. So, I was thinking over how I could put that kind of information into an episode that would be as valuable as possible. And I thought of how I would make a hundred thousand dollars from scratch if I had to start all over again. But to go into how I would start from scratch, let me just tell you a quick background on how things actually started for me. I went to university or college, as they call it in the US, and I studied medical science. And I was extremely, extremely unhappy there because I did not like the research end of it. Honestly, the anatomy and studying the physiology of the body—that kind of stuff was all interesting, actually. But the research part, the scientific end, that did not sit very well with me, and I was extremely unhappy. Which, interestingly enough, that is what got me into researching and getting interested in self-development. The fact that I was so unhappy with where I was was what actually encouraged me to make a serious change. I started looking into self-development. I eventually, to speed up the process, I eventually dropped out of university, leaving just two units left. So I literally had one part-time semester left, and I did not finish it. So I dropped out, and during that time, I actually went on to start my entrepreneurship journey. So this is when I started doing a lot of trial and error of different business models. I feel like when people initially start off, especially at a young age in entrepreneurship, a lot of people actually start off with physical products. Maybe I'm off on the statistics there, but I just feel like, as a generalization, that is something that I see very frequently. Maybe it's not true. Maybe social media and the algorithms are making me biased, but that's something I notice quite frequently, and that is the path I took as well. Now, during this time, I did all sorts of physical product-based businesses. So there was dropshipping, and then I also looked into running a proper e-commerce store through actually branding a website because I noticed that dropshipping didn't involve enough branding. It was not as exciting for me, so I ended up going that route. While I was trying to run this business, I was doing all the marketing behind the scenes to propel the business forward. But then I was also part of marketing campaigns on the front of other businesses, as I was in the modeling industry. So I was working behind the scenes and in front. So I was getting a really good, well-rounded scope of the marketing industry. This is what actually led me to gain enough skills to then take on my own one-on-one -on -one clients and also develop more skills there. Not necessarily in terms of marketing, but more so in terms of confidence and just being able to improve my communication skills through different types of meetings and meeting different people and different personalities. 
That's something I also took to my marketing agencies that I started working with. And over there, I was able to polish those skills up even more because I now not only manage certain clients, I also began managing teams. And that meant that I had to not only improve my communication skills, efficiency, and I also got to see firsthand within the marketing agencies how to run the business as smoothly and as professionally as possible and how I could apply that myself if I wish to. But the thing I learned here is that I did not exactly like the marketing agency structure. I would not copy and paste it because it just did not sit well with me. The idea of having to constantly onboard more and more one-on-one clients to be able to scale income, that didn't sit too well with me as it creates this culture of everyone having to work in a very stressful environment. Just because there are so many deadlines and clients are paying upfront for results they want to see yesterday. So bringing on board more and more one-on-one clients would just lead to more stress. And everyone in the marketing agencies that I worked with were just constantly stressed. There was not one marketing agency I worked with where things were just chilled. So I noticed there was a specific culture that it creates within the business that I did not want to replicate myself. So it led me here to working with specific one-on-one clients that I want to be working with because I think they're great and I want to help propel their companies and their businesses forward whilst also selling online courses to show people how they can scale their business without having to spend the extra time, the extra energy and the extra effort to scale their income. With online courses, you can create it once. So you only allocate a specific amount of time. And unless you're updating the course just to make sure that it's relevant, from there, it can be passive if you want it to be, because that information is stored there. Once it's created, it's done, and you can sell it to as many people as possible. Obviously, if you're doing a live launch, it will take a little bit more time. Perhaps you're offering a few different workshops, perhaps throughout the months or throughout different weeks. And that will obviously not be passive, but the overall structure of courses are quite passive. So that was the way I wanted to scale myself. And that sits best with me. That way I'm working specifically with people I want to be working with and also helping scale businesses as much as I can at the same time without it capping my energy levels because I've been there and I don't want to be there again. (laughs) Now, getting back to starting from scratch. If I was to wipe out all the many years of me going through my own entrepreneurship journey, and if I had to start again, what would I do to simplify the process of me reaching $100,000 very, very quickly? These are the exact steps that I would take. I would not go with a product-based business. There are way too many overheads, too many startup costs, Do you know how much money I've spent on inventory only to have it stuck in warehousing or my home? I spent so much of the money that I earned through my modeling jobs and doing different modeling campaigns and invested that all back into getting the inventory because I couldn't start marketing the products unless I had some inventory. Now, you don't have to pay for all of the inventory up front. You might just get some samples and make sure that the samples are right and correct and the exact way that you want them to be before you get the rest of the inventory produced. But even samples are expensive. So doing multiple iterations of them over and over, 
that costs quite a bit. So either way, there are too many startup costs. So I would just not go down that route. Instead, I would actually go straight into selling my skills online. This is something I say over and over again, but the reason I do is that there are minimal startup costs. Perhaps you may spend a little bit on software, but that is really minimal compared to the type of costs you would have to spend when you are doing a product-based business. Now, I know there's certain dropshippers, perhaps they're going to say there's no startup costs other than setting up a website, perhaps on Shopify, but I'm coming from the perspective of building a long-term brand. So dropshipping is not the way I would go either. I would go straight into starting a service-based business and hence selling my skills online. Now, for me, that skill set would be marketing and business. So I would go straight into that route. I would think of how I can allocate the skills that I already have and help other people build their brands, build their businesses and companies and help push them forward. Essentially, this would require me to be aware of what I am already good at. So I've already narrowed down what I'm good at in terms of being good at marketing and business, but how would I narrow that down further into a smaller niche so that you can better pitch these clients? For example, marketing could be broken down into ads management, influencer partnership and collaboration management, social media management. There's all those different components that can be broken down within the larger scope of marketing. So I would go in and hone in on one specific area and start there. Or if I'm good at multiple different areas within marketing, what I can do is I can pitch specific niches or specific areas that I feel like companies need help with to different clients. Some might seem like they need help with ads management. I could pitch them that. And some might seem like they need more help with social media management. I could pitch that also. Once I know exactly what I can help different businesses with, I then go in with those actual pitches. So then I would structure my emails to include a little bit about myself, perhaps also include some ideas on how I would help them produce similar or better results to their competitors so that they know that I'm serious about what I'm talking about. I would try to show them since I'm starting from scratch and I don't have specific testimonials, I would try and create a page to show some examples of the work I could create so that they have an idea of what I would do for them. If I was pitching ads management, I would do some ads myself, maybe create some copy as well as some images that can help show what I can do. If I was doing social media management, on the other hand, I could create different templates and show them mood boards, change their grid and show them a new and improved version. Honestly, I have gotten many, many clients just by being scrappy, just by being able to sit in the messy middle and just pushing myself forward. You don't need a fancy website. You don't need fancy ways of showing that you have testimonials, showing that you've provided all these results to different people. It really just matters how you show up. You just need to be able to translate that you can do the job and that you're willing to push this business forward. And that can come in many different ways. It doesn't have to be in the polished form. And now that I'm sending these emails out, I would keep researching every single day different businesses that I can pitch, making sure that I customize each and every email according to them. 
This shows that you've put in effort, you've doing the extra research, that you also know what you're talking about in relevance to their business. So this is very, very important. Don't just simply copy paste everything, especially when you're starting out. It needs to be customized. Now, I'm going to keep doing that. And this is really a numbers game. Someone will come through. There may be, in fact, there always is kind of like a quiet period where no one responds. But honestly, if you keep going and you think through what might have gone wrong in the emails, what you can improve in the emails, how to pitch differently, you trial and error different things, someone is going to come through. And also, it is not always you and something you're doing. Sometimes a client already has someone doing that. Sometimes they are just not ready to invest in someone to help with their business. Sometimes they are just not interested because they're not looking to grow that platform because they're busy considering other things. So it's not always you. And you've really got to get yourself to a position where you're almost neutral with (laughs) rejection. You really don't care anymore. It's just kind of standard. You're used to it. And that comes part and parcel, I guess, with the journey. Now, once I do get some responses from clients, I tend to not like having a specific package ready to sell to the clients. The reason being is, especially when I'm starting from scratch, it would benefit me to actually mold the packages or mold my offers that I'm going to give to these clients according to what they need. So it's very important that instead of just having a a package all thought out and then just providing it to them and seeing if they pick it, it might not fit them. So it's actually important during your initial consultations and during your initial onboarding meetings to really understand what these clients need from you. And it really does help if you ask them specific questions, ask them what their needs are, ask them what they want from you specifically and what their goals are so you can figure out what they need. That way you can pitch the correct things to them. This is why being polished and having everything ready is really unnecessary. That is for you down the track when you've already built up some momentum and people are coming to you perhaps and you have some inbound flows happening. But until then, it's best to be able to customize your approach for each person. Once you do have these clients, make sure that you are providing enough value so that they'll keep working with you. And what I mean by this is sometimes even if you are doing things behind the scenes that are not necessarily producing results straight away, you might want to over communicate this with your clients so that they know that you're doing the work to try and push their business forward at least once a week, you might want to be updating them in terms of what you've been doing, how things are changing, how things are progressing, what you've done so far, just so that everyone is in the loop. Everyone understands that you are there behind the scenes working on the business because not everyone can see everything. And if you're not communicating this, how would they know? Now, here's the interesting part. Once you've gotten some clients that are long-term clients and you gel well together, you will sense this because of your personalities, everything fits together very well, and they see you long-term, you see them long-term. Once you've got some of those, the direction you can start moving into from there is producing an online course. I would do this at this point because I already have some income coming in. That allows me to focus my energy on serving these clients extremely well, making sure they're happy, making sure they're ongoing and making sure that my finances are taken care of. I can pay off wherever I'm living. Everything is down pat. There is no extra concern in terms of that. And then 
I use any extra time that I can gather into creating this course. The reason I do this here is I would probably have gotten to the point where I am now repeating myself to these clients. They often need help with similar things, and you'll find that you're going to have to say the same things over and over because the steps to launching or the steps to scaling are often the same with small tweaks here and there. Once you start noticing those patterns as well, you can start putting them into a course and all you need to do from there is to systemize it and work out a correct curriculum with the steps that are narrowed down and as simple as possible for people to follow to then put into a course that is as concise as possible to sell to people so that they can do it themselves. Since you've been likely spending all of your time on helping your clients' accounts progress and never yours. So this is a time where you need to start working on your own social media page so that you are building your own brand and creating brand awareness. In my case, because I've been doing marketing and business for so long, the course that I'm creating would be for people who are already using their skill set to make money or are about to use their skill set to make money. So they're already in that position where they're aware of their skills that they could possibly sell online and then helping those people to finally scale their business as well as their income through those courses. Now, a common misconception is that you need a large number of followers, you need a large audience to get started and really start selling courses. But the thing is, there are many, many benefits to having a smaller audience. Often your audience actually feels more connected to you because of that level of intimacy. The audience is still small. You feel like a smaller circle as opposed to if you have a larger circle, you really can't have a close friendship group, can you? also because you can readily respond to people much better. That also helps you create a relationship with your audience and helps you create better conversions, better sales down the track. Now, as my small audience is growing, I would also direct them to a free product, whether that is a free downloadable PDF, perhaps a free masterclass, because social media followings are not something that you own. Whereas if you have an email list, your email list is always going to be yours and it's always going to be part of your business. So it is important that you direct your audience off platform, off of these social media platforms onto a list that you can create and hold so that when it comes to launch time, you can send out emails, newsletters, whatever you need to do to make sure that your audience is aware that you are having this offer out there in the world ready for them to purchase and also so that you can help them create better results themselves. Now I'm managing to look back and reflect on this and actually give some simple steps only because I've been in this journey for how long? I think seven years. So I'm able to simplify it, but I understand that when you're in that messy middle and there is just fogginess everywhere, it's really unclear what your next steps are. But once you get to a certain level, you end up looking back and you're able to better see what steps you need to take to accelerate your growth very, very quickly. So I'm hoping that by letting you know of some of the steps that I would take and things I would eliminate if I had to start over again, that that would help you perhaps not make the same mistakes. 
Now, in terms of some of the steps with creating the digital course, if you guys were curious, that is actually in my checklist that I have in the show notes. So you can go check that out. If you are a little bit earlier on in the journey and perhaps you don't know what skill set you can monetize on, I also have a worksheet that you can go through so that you can figure out what exactly are your skill sets that you can start monetizing online. So that will all be in the show notes as per usual. So you can grab that when you have a look over there. Now, I'm hoping since we're near the end of the episode, something that really resonates with you is that it is important to be able to sit in the messy middle. I hope you understand that it does not have to be perfect. You do not have to have a large following. You do not have to have a website. Honestly, if you have the will and you're willing to show people the results that you can provide, you can do this without it being perfect. So that's something I just wanted to iterate again because... People often have the belief that things need to be top-notch, everything needs to be very clean, everything needs to be very presentable so that other people will purchase or clients will agree to be onboarded. Whereas the truth is, even if you're in the messy middle, if you're able to show that you are going to work it out and you have the belief that you'll be able to work it out, then people will ultimately trust your belief in yourself. Everyone is ultimately just looking for some help to better themselves. So I hope that you can remember that in your journey and it is not as complicated as you think. We just tend to make it very complicated. So if you're interested in creating your own course or selling your skills online, everything will be in the show notes. You can have a look there. And aside from that, if this episode was helpful to you, you can click the plus sign or the follow sign. And I will see you in the next episode very, very soon. See you then. Bye.